A Japanese Dream in 79 Letters. An epistolary novel by Martin Glimmon. This is episode 11 out of 14. The text will be read by a machine. Therefore you may notice some mispronunciation, from time to time, especially when foreign languages are involved, like French, German, Dutch, and so on. And there is another item, I want to bring to your attention, because the letters were written by a Japanese native speaker, and were given to me, to publish them as they are, it may occur, that you will hear some semantic, or idiomatic errors. However, the text can be understood easily and you will not be disappointed about that, I guess. 61st Letter October 9, 1976 Dear Hubert, thank you very much for your letter from Arkan. It's a pity, that you don't think, you passed that bloody, exam, in literature. But I still wish, you would pass it. For my part, my preparation process is advancing, little by little, because I don't want to be so nervous, about the exam and to be influenced by their strains. I have only one aim, in the coming three, or four months, and that is that, exam. And if I fail, which is quite likely, I haven't the slightest idea what I should do next. But in that case, I won't be so pessimistic and desperate. All I fear in case of my failure is that I'm going to be very nihilistic. I could stand the sadness and pessimism, but it's most painful for me to stand nihilism. Anyway I'll do my best, and I try to think that it's not that examiner who tests me, but it is me who challenge that examiner. Anyway, as you once recommended it to me, I want to leave my parents' house, next spring, though, that plan is still very vague. By the way, I bought the tapes, and textbooks, for learning the Dutch language. In that text, there, appears a person, whose name is Scherpers. I intend, to start using these tapes, and textbooks, at the beginning of next year. But the tapes sound so formal, and don't sound natural enough. The other day, I went to Nara, to see an assistant professor there. I told her, how it was in Holland, and about you, and she said, that she thinks, what I got from that experience, is so great, and that you were a good teacher for me. In fact, she knows, how I was, after coming back from Oxford last year, when I told her, that I had no aim, at all. And compared to last year, I've made a progress, and been grown up. You seem to feel, that there is nothing much to be talked about anymore, between you and me. Is it not true? Though, I still want to talk, if you don't mind. Now, I remember, that you once said, that the meeting of this summer, was a coronation of the past year. I feel, that word seems to summarize everything, what you feel. Now, here, in Japan, at home, I have been feeling something strange, since I came back. And recently I found out, that there is a feeling in my mind, that the past, spent for such a long time, at home, was cut up, by the two and a half months experience, abroad. Of course, it's not true, at all, that I got reborn, but, anyway, it does me good, to some extent, I think. And I showed a couple of photos of you, to a friend of mine, and she said, that you look so nice, and to my great dissatisfaction, she also said that, you are too good for me, 
I wonder what she means by that. And she added that you look like a movie star. These photos I showed her are among those which I enclosed in this envelope. As for Elias' photos, I'm sorry that you fell again into a prey of his scientific explanation. Does he still quite often come into your room? About my visa, I've not yet contacted the Dutch consulate so far. I don't feel like cancelling it now. It might sound strange, but it is a psychological resistance. If I inform them of our decision of not marrying, it absolutely means we don't marry, though it is a fact. Maybe I'll cancel it sooner or later. So, this is the end of today's letter. Do write to me when you feel like it, please. Namiko. P.S. How did you know that somebody tried to steal my lovely bicycle? 62nd letter. Kyoto, October 12, 1976. Dear Hubert, I received your letter this morning. It's a pity that the result of your exam was not successful. Maybe your preparation period was not long enough because of your toothache. Although you say to yourself, it doesn't matter, I imagine that the fact that you didn't succeed somehow affects or shadows your present mental condition, at least unconsciously. For our mood is so easily influenced by such a small thing in our daily life. But anyway, wish you would succeed in it next time. I hope. You are already out of depression when you read this letter, but if you are not, I feel sorry for you. During my stay, I never saw you depressed, as you are now in your last letter, and you always overwhelmed me by speaking of depression so vigorously. But I know that you have the ability to play with the depression when it comes instead of being defeated by it completely. So, I wasn't surprised when you wrote that you are getting tired of life. I still think that your strength to live is so much stronger than your degree of getting tired of life. But I wonder what is the matter when you said that you feel something like extremely tired with planning of going abroad. It might mean that you've been quite settled down there in Holland or you grow quite old. Don't get angry with me for using this word. Old. I imagine that when you've got completely used to one thing, you begin to feel dissatisfied with the status quo and to seek for something new. But I think it would be better not to quit all the comfortable things in your present life. It's only one year since you have been settled down there in Holland. I thought you've been quite settled down both mentally and practically there. But I don't mean that being settled down is the most important thing. And yet, I think it worthwhile to try another one year there while making a big trip abroad in between. It's you who said that it's a nice thing to have a center in your life. You could wait for the next summer to make a journey to North Africa. Since you got through your unpleasant trip to Israel once, I believe, there isn't any obstacle or any difficulty whatsoever in your going to North Africa next summer. If you can't wait till then, you can go to some nearer countries and cities in Europe, such as London, France and Northern Europe. 
but I feel a little bit responsible, if you're getting a little bit frustrated, because you couldn't go abroad this year, except to Paris, because of me. I think, you are lucky, for having been born in Europe, I still envy you, in this respect. There are so many unknown places, interesting to be seen in Europe, aren't there? You can keep your plan, of going to the north of Africa, as a plan, and as a dream, and it always takes such a long time, to realize a dream. But it may be true, that a change, is necessary for you, now. This summer, you gave me a great change, and it did me so good. But for you, it wasn't a change, maybe, for you, it was a heap of mental stresses, and tensions, because of the other person's existence. Recently, I came to feel, that I'm happy, because I am still young, and not so aware as not to be able to do, what I want to do. And it's partly you, who make me realize this, and encouraged me, to try anything. I'm happy, because I'm still in my twenties, and the twenties, is the beautiful and precious age, because at thirty, I would feel, really too old, to try new things. And in this respect, you are far luckier, because you're a man, and you needn't be so nervous, about your physical age, and moreover, you are physically strong. On the other hand, I am handicapped in the sense, that I am a female, and I am not as strong as you are, physically. Yet, I feel glad, that I have still some more years in the twenties. I had never been glad of my age, till this summer. I know, there is a limitation, for what I can do, and maybe, I've already reached there, but still, I believe, I prefer, being twenty, to being thirty. And it's you, who brought me such a delightful sensation. So, however weak I am, I am still trying life. And it's you, who helped me, break a little bit through that, dead end. If it hadn't been for the change of this summer, I would have still lingered around that labyrinth, and my depressive mental habit, would have worsened, and I would have been helpless. So, why can you complain? You have more advantages, than me. It's you, who taught me, that principle of life, which is very nihilistic, but nevertheless, very convincing, and far better, than jumping at the abstract, philosophical, or religious theory. You seem to decide, not to marry, and decide, to travel around, all your life. But I think, marriage is one thing, and traveling around is another, though, you couldn't marry a woman, who doesn't accept, or understand your, mania, of traveling around. It's very difficult for these two things, to go with each other, though. I don't think, it completely useless to travel around, and around, ceaselessly. Maybe, for some people, it is absolutely necessary, to go on living. But, it would be nicer, to have a center, somewhere, at the same time, as you, once, put it. Although, you mentioned, that it's better for me, to marry someone, whom I like a bit. But how can you imagine, that I can marry someone, whom I like, a bit? For me, it's better not to marry, than to marry such a person. I couldn't marry, except a person, for whom I feel, like doing something. So please, don't advise me, carelessly, to marry. I still can't forget you, and it'll take, at least, two years, to forget you a bit. If I don't forget you, 
I can't marry another person, because, it seems obvious, that to marry another person without forgetting the former, lover, will turn out, to be a failure. But, I still don't like, to forget you. And, as for a child, I thought, over and over, this problem, I came to the conclusion, that it's better, not to have children, if I haven't confidence enough, in raising it up, and being responsible, as a parent, till it has been grown up. Besides, it's not certain, that I am a woman, who gets a child, physically. As a matter of fact, when you said, one night, let's make our baby, I felt quite delightful, but I came to think, it's impossible, to make and raise a child, only out of the sense of a dream, and the theoretical wish. I imagine, the reality will betray me, cruelly. Nowadays, I try to avoid, falling into depression. Maybe, it's unnatural, but I'm trying. November 6th, is the wedding of my sister-in-law's brother, and my brother and she come home. And in December, she is expecting a baby. I don't want to see all those relatives. Maybe, I'll be depressed, and crazy around that date. I hope, you try to be happy with your present life, and don't drink too much alcohol, during your depression period. I, sometimes, miss you terribly, and Holland, and the flowers. On my mother's birthday, October 8th, I bought five red roses, and five white carnations for her. But our roses are no rivals of Dutch roses. I want to go to Europe, the year after next year, or later. Namiko. P.S. Both of my parents take whim for a girl, in seeing his picture. 63rd letter. Kyoto, October 23, 1976. Dear Hubert, I received your sad letter this morning. It's Saturday. I really feel sorry, that you're still in depression. It's too long, isn't it? But didn't you attend your lectures during this period? I think, it seems very unusual for you, to be inactive, because, as far as I knew, you're a very active person, normally. I don't think, there should be only one reason, for your depression, for, as far as I've experienced, the depression is caused by a couple of, or several elements, of your environment. Maybe the coming gloomy weather, the result of your exams, your not having been abroad, are part of its reasons. Or, I imagine, that you might think, your present aim, that is, to finish your university, is not so meaningful, and that, moreover, it will take a long time, still. Are you thinking of the emptiness of life in general, in a rather abstract, and vague way? Sometimes, we can't help, but think of life, in that way, but I thought, you had taken the emptiness, and meaninglessness of life for granted, and on this ground, you decided, to enjoy life. Maybe, whatever I write, would sound flat, and hollow. For, in a depressive period, we feel bound, so rigidly, to the heavy shadow, that we almost cannot, even, move, and we feel, that, though, nothing physically pains us, but everything around us, pains us so terribly, and we lose all interest in everything. Even, when reading the newspapers, nothing enters into our head. These are the phenomena of depression, in quite a serious stage. They might not be true of everybody, though.
In your letter of October the 8th, you said, that, when you think, you've reached the deepest point, you would kill yourself. And it reminds me, that I myself, mentioned it, so many times, in the past. And I'm ashamed of myself for that, because, in my case, I might have said that to other people, especially to you, partly, in order to make others pay attention to me, and pity me. In your own case, I think, it's a little bit different, I used to say. Oh, I want to die. Whereas you refer to death, as a statement. Anyway, whenever I hear other people speak of suicide, it gives me a kind of shock, more or less. I must confess, that, if you die suddenly, I would lose almost all the interests in life. But, please, don't think, that I'm writing in such a flattering way, because this is a letter, and it's safe, and there's detachment. But that is, what I felt, instinctively, immediately after I read that line of yours. Concerning myself, I'm not so strong, now, I am a little bit stronger, mentally, than before, and I must say, it is all, thanks to the experiences, in Europe, this summer. During the stay, I didn't think, I got such a lot of good influences. But as the time passes, I came to think, more and more, that that experience was really good for me. Though, in fact, I do feel nihilistic, from time to time, in my daily life, I try not to think about everything so seriously, as you taught me. I don't know, how long this mental condition of mine, will last, but I think, life is a little bit easier, because I've decided, not to die for the time being, or at least, I've postponed the fulfillment of that old idea, to a later date. After coming home, a new attitude, to know more about Japan objectively, to know more facts about it, through books and papers, etc., appeared. I still think, it was unlucky for me, to have been born in Japan, because I like Europe, fundamentally. But anyway, this fact is immovable, so the only way, to get into a balance, is to know the facts, of both sides. And I came to feel, that, because Japan got quite westernized, a century ago, and the Japanese people are quite flexible, in the sense, that they could accept it. It might be easier for them, to adapt themselves in Europe, than for Europeans, to adapt themselves, in Japan. For, people in a higher civilization, never know, how hard the effort to convert into another higher civilization, is. In Japan, people are kind to foreigners, but they don't accept them, or at least, regard them as their equals, in the depth of their hearts. When you first mentioned, that statement, I couldn't believe it, but now I feel, it might be true. So, I can't even say nice things to you, when you're depressed. But I'd like to say to you for the first time, cheer you up. And, will you, please, send my message, to the members of your floor, that letter was so delightful, and pleased me a lot, I miss Holland terribly. Namiko. P.S. I'm writing the, memories, of this summer, in Japanese, in a diary form, in which, now, I woke up, in the afternoon, on the first day, in Sefant. Your name is, M. 64th letter Kyoto, October 29, 1976. Dear St. Hubert, forgive me, for writing to you, 
perhaps out of sentimentality and nostalgia. It's getting quite cold, here, in Kyoto, as well, and it's blowing quite hard, today. The smell of autumn makes me restless, and sentimental. I'm imagining the autumn and the winter in Holland. Are you still cycling around in the cold air? Your daily life is like that of the summer, which I knew. Are you already alright, mentally? I hope so. Today, I ordered the oil for my oil stove. The days are passing away so quickly, which makes me uneasy, because I never wish that my youth would be over. In the last couple of weeks of my stay in your room, you said you couldn't concentrate on your studies because of my presence. And at that time, I couldn't believe it, but recently, I came to know that I disturbed you a lot in that respect. For once, I started studying myself, I came to understand that, to be able to study, whenever and wherever you like, is an important condition for studying. I must apologize to you, for my lack of understanding you fully. I'm writing, and writing my dissertation. I wrote 14 pages, but 4 out of 14, must be abolished, because of its poor contents, and I must arrange the materials quite carefully, it's so tiring. But I've already read one of F. Gong's novels, which I bought in Utrecht and now, I'm reading, Le Tronche, by Albert Camdu. His sentences are easier, than I thought, and I came to like him better, than before. Also I'm writing the, memories, of this summer, as I told you, in my last letter. Though, it doesn't advance to my satisfaction. We are going to Vals, now. It reminds me of so many memories in Arkan, and made me full of nostalgia. My descriptions are so in detail, that I feel, as if I were repeating, what happened there, again. That short tape of our interview of the last week makes me giggle whenever I hear it, but it makes me feel a little bit lonely. The other day, I watched a soccer match, between Eindhoven and Saint-Étienne. In France? The stadium was in Eindhoven, and I hope, I can see that stadium in Utrecht, someday. On our TV, yesterday, I reread a couple of your letters, before my journey, for the first time, since I am back. Now, they sound more realistic, because I know already, how the life in Utrecht is like. So, I'm doing so many, ceremonies, to make me recollect you, and this summer. It's because of the autumnal weather. You once said, that, being pessimistic, is my nature, and it would never change. I think, you're right, for I'm getting a little bit depressed, again. I thought, my depression was cured, after I came back, but it came again. But it's not so serious, because I won't let myself fall headlong down into it. So, I am terribly missing you, now. Namiko. This was the eleventh episode of the epistolary novel. A Japanese Dream in 79 Letters, by Martin Glimmon. The text was read to you by a machine and therefore some mispronunciation may have occurred here and there. And as I mentioned earlier, in the intro, it also may have happened, that there were some errors in the construction of sentences, or some imperfection in the use of the correct vocabulary. I hope, it did not disturb you too much. Thank you for listening and goodbye.